0: Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day, and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled "Hail, King of the Jews." It shall be focused on a study of Mark chapter fifteen. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee to know that Lord. You break every fetter of the enemy, and as they were mocking you as the king of the Jews and saying, save yourself. You saved others, yourself you can't save. They didn't know that that was the greatest compliment they were paying you, for you could not have saved yourself and saved others. So you gave up yourself that you may save others. We thank thee for your selflessness. Help us to have the same attitude where you told us, let the greatest among you be the servant. Give us such love and such respect for one another recognizing that none of us are greater than the other in the kingdom of God, that we are all brothers and sisters. doesn't matter who speaks better English, who, who's got more money, who's got a higher status than the other. We're all children of God. We Give us that genuine love and respect for one another. In the name of Jesus
1: Christ, we pray.
0: Amen. Up next, we shall
1: listen to Mark chapter 15. Chapter 15 and straightway in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes in the whole council, and bound Jesus, and carried him away, and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answering, said unto him, Thou sayest it? And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold, how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at that feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them, that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people, that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly,
2: Crucify him!
1: And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them, and delivered Jesus, when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall, called Praetorium, and they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple, and plaited a crown of thorns, and put it about his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head with a reed, and did spit upon him, and bowing their knees worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, and put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. And they compel one Simon, a Cyrenian who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place, Golgotha, which is, being interpreted, the place of a skull. And they give him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them, what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over, the king... Of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads, and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple, and buildest it in three days. Save thyself, and come down from the cross. (laughs) Likewise also the chief priests, mocking, said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let Christ the King of Israel descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said,
2: Behold! He calleth Elias.
1: And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice, and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out, and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James the Less, and of Joses, and Salome, who also, when he was in Galilee, followed him, and ministered unto him, and many other women which came up with him unto Jerusalem. And now when the even was come, because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. And Pilate marveled if he were already dead. And calling unto him the centurion, he asked him whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen, and laid him in a sepulchre, which was hewn out of a rock, and rolled stone unto the door of the sepulchre. And Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of Joseph, beheld where he was laid.
0: Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, Speak to the Rock. This was preached in 1953 on November the 15th. We'll begin a paragraph twenty-eight up to paragraph sixty-two. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Now I want you to notice another thing.
2: And when before they went out, the calling out now, the children of Israel
3: was given a sign. Moses went out and began to preach to them, and we told the story. And when Moses preached to them, done his sign one time, God met him. He didn't want to go, but He gave him a sign to do healing healing was one of the signs next was to perform a miracle with the stick and when that was done they believed Moses and started on the march alright they didn't go very far until they got into some trouble every time when you start to make a march for God look out you're headed for trouble the devil's going to lay right along the path there to get every foot in he can get in he'll trip you upset you do everything mean he's a devil oh I just love the port of scripture on him don't you Yes, sir. It's written in the word of the Lord. That's right. God said so. The devil hates me, and I know he hates you too. And he's my enemy, but as long as God's my friend, I don't have no fear of him. I just drive him right on back. Take the word of God and move him right on back out of of the place that he thinks he's a holy. He hasn't got no strongholds. He's absolutely legally defeated in every place. The devil hasn't got one legal right at all, nowhere. He's just a devil and a password, that's all. He has got no legal right to any man that'll accept the promise of Jesus Christ. He's whipped. Yes, sir. He's whipped in sickness. He's whipped in disappointments, He's whipped in everything. He's whipped in death. He can't scare me. He can't scare you. That's all he is, a big old shatter. So he just might as well get on down the street. I just seen his red light go over the hill a while ago, didn't you? <laughs> He's gone. Yes, sir. All right. Praise the Lord. I begin to feel pretty good now. You know, it's gotta get a little stiff and tired, I guess, I'm getting old. But now I go to feel his presence coming, then I forget about being old. <laughs> First time I ever heard a Pentecostal preacher preach, he started preaching, he's about eight and something years old, had to leave the old fellow out. And when that fellow got to preaching, got warmed up preaching, he let out about three hoops and lifted up in the air and kicked his heels together, walked off to the platform, and said, Why you ain't got room here for me to preach? I thought, oh, brother, that's what I need. (laughs) That's right. If it'll make him act like that, what would it do to... What it'll make him feel that way? He was 80 years old, I guess. Real old fellow had to lead him out to the platform. They didn't lead him away. So that's the difference, the power of God. You've seen a devil get a hold of a person, a a maniac, and they will take five or six men to hold him. That's devil power. Well, if a devil could do that, what will God do when he takes a hold? Amen. That's what... Long here at nighttime, I see the people in cotton there just sit there. No matter what God does, they still sit there. Well, if you'll come down and open up my mouth and pour something down in there that'll charge me up a little bit. Open up your heart and God will charge you up a little bit. I've seen a little woman wear her limbs up here. Little old Georgie Carter from Milltown, Indiana. Shoe her limbs wasn't that big around. lay there nine years and eight months and couldn't move. Couldn't even raise a sputamen cup. And that girl, you can call her up now on the phone at my expense if you want to. She's been my pianist in the Milltown Baptist Church for the right eight years. Laying there, and how could she rise up? God gave me a vision and said, go call her. I never was in Milltown in my life to that Went over there and told her just exactly what God said and said, Rise up! Christ has made you whole. She didn't pay attention. She rolled. Then how can she rise? She hasn't been up for eight years or nine years and eight months. How? And five minutes a she minute. She's out in the yard walking around, blessing the leaves. Look like a skeleton. People would faint, but look at her. How was she standing? I don't know. God's power lifted her up. There she was standing. She was standing in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Any other person who will dare to take God at His Word will stand. How can he? It's a supernatural power that expands you. lifts you up there. take that power off of her, she'd crumble like a pile of bones. No. The only time she's ever been in bed since then has been to go to bed at night and go to sleep. She's a piano player down there now at the Milltown Baptist Church where I was pastor. All right, that's what it is. When God speaks, all hell moves. That's everything. Can't stand in his presence. All right. God has spoke to Moses and said, bring my, j- I've heard the groans of my people and go down to deliver them. When he brought them out, what a beautiful type there of the sacrifice of the lamb that night. To keep up a lamb 14 days. Now, it must be a male lamb without blemish. Perfect type of Christ. The first one from the Old Mother Eol. Now, Christ worked in that lamb too. Everything in the Bible points to Christ. You can't pick a thing in the Bible, but what goes to Christ? And the first mother, a uh, first uh, lamb from the old mother, Yo, and so then he was to be, kept him up 14 days. He was big examined, wasn't a blemish on him, and he was to be killed in the evening. Did you notice it? Christ wasn't killed in the morning. They took him in the morning and hung him on the cross at nine o'clock. But it was in the evening before he died. Is that right? And watch. This lamb must be killed by all of Israel. And the elders must come around and witness to this sacrificial lamb. Perfect type of Christ. How did they all said, away with him. We'll take Barabbas. But we'll set loose Barabbas and take Jesus. All Israel laid their hands to Jesus. He was a perfect Lamb, he was tried. Was he tried? Yes, he was tried. Everything tried him. Look at him. Even his enemies had to testify to him. Is that right? Well, of course, his, his friends would testify. Mary, John, James, and all of them they testify to him. But look what his enemies done. Look at old Judas Iscariot, his arch enemy. When he tucked that money back and threw it down before the high priest, he said, "I betrayed innocent blood." Is that right? The Roman, his, his spirit inside, said, Truly, that's the Son of God. The heavens said, It's the Son of God. Everything witnessed to be the Son of God. Look at old Pilate standing there. Great Emperor, that thing around his head standing there. He was a judge. that got him out and he all stood up in a bad humor, anyhow, to get up that time of morning to sit on the judgment seat. Well, sure. Somebody said, And I hear people today trying to make Pilate innocent. He was guilty. Sure, he was guilty. Read you a history of his life, how he plunged himself to death up there, and there's, there's a superstition now that you go there, thousands of people gather in the hole of the water where he committed suicide, that that blue water comes up about the same time of day, once a year, where he plunged himself to death. Yes, sir. He was guilty. And every man, he was on his hands. He's on your hands this afternoon. Well, I said, Pilate said, I want nothing to do with this young man. So he said, give me water. And he washed his hands. Water wouldn't cleanse his hands. No, sir. And you say, well, I belong to a certain church and this is that. That don't cleanse your hands. If you've once seen the power of God and know the power of his resurrection, you'll never cleanse your hands with any water. There's only one thing that clean your hands. That's accept the blood of Jesus Christ. And it'll cleanse you. That's right. You ever seen him in his resurrection power and you're hanging around with some creed or something like that? Get out of it! Right, and come to Jesus Christ. and. I can see Pilate when he said, bring me some water I'll wash my hands. But first he was standing there. Well, he said, give us a sign. Let me see you do a miracle. I, you're that miracle worker, that divine healer. Let me see you do a miracle. I've always wanted to see that. Something like that. Let's give a little drama here for a minute. I hear somebody running. What is it? Here comes a horse. Just a hard gallop. Where's it coming from? From the palace. Well, look, a young fellow, a palace guard, jumps off of there. He runs up. He's got a letter in his hand. He falls down before the emperor and presents the letter to him. He opens up the letter. And he begins to read it with his great uh, angered fit, reading that letter like that. Look at him. He begins to get white. His lips turn white. His knees begin to knock together. What's the matter? All of his strength's gone from him. Let's look over his shoulder and see what it was. His pagan wife. Have nothing to do with this just man. For I've suffered many things today in a dream they called to him, Yes, sir, the heathen testifying, don't you have nothing to do with him. Then he called the water and tried to wash his hands. But that lamb had to be killed, and all Israel had to give a witness to it as a perfect type of the, or the antitype of the type. And when Israel went out of Egypt under the sacrifice, and when they killed the lamb, they supposed to put it on the top of the door. On the post and on the lintel. Now, not. None down here. Up here. There's some time ago, stand this Chicago where they shot this famous gangster. There's his blood was laying on the street. You'd watch the people when they bled out on the street, the people walking by and walking. Be sure they didn't step in their comrades' blood. No, no. They wouldn't step in human blood. But every day they drink and carry on and cuss and everything else, walking over the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Yes, sir, it's a shame, it's a disgrace the way this world treats Jesus Christ. And yet not, it's a religious world, it's a doing it. That's what hurts, it's the people it's supposed to be. And that's what Christ said, the Antichrist would be so close that it would deceive the very elect if possible. Notice, then when the lamb was killed, the blood put on that, look, a perfect sign of the cross, see, and everyone that come under that blood was supposed to stay under it until the orders were given to march on. I'm not much for a backsliding condition. Are you? No, sir. Stay under the blood. And everyone went under the blood and they stayed there until orders to come. I can hear some of the young girls down there that say the girls, of Israelite girls, they were getting ready and the other girls come out and say, say, hey, come on out, we're going to the, the certain thing tonight. No, no. Can't go out. Why? We're under the blood. We can't go out. We got to stay here. This is order. Oh, that old fogey religion that your mother and dad belongs to. What's blood got to do with it? It's got a whole lot to do with it. It made the difference between life and death. That's true. That old religion your mother and dad got. Get away from it. You've heard that, young folks. Let me tell you. If your mother and dad got the Holy Ghost and the good old fashioned saint of God, you listen to them. That's right. When they was under the blood. And the first thing you know along about midnight, there'll become a very strange feeling, unrest. Did you ever notice amongst the people today? Oh, they can't sit still a minute. No, people just can't. See? There's too much of unrest. What is it? Why, it's perfect, the coming of the Lord. You go out on your street and talk to any bootlegger or whatever he might be on the street of the city, and wherever he might be, wherever, everybody tells you there's something wrong. If we had a, they know, and you listen to my words, it isn't going to be long till there won't hardly be one smooth place left in the city in this nation. Right, we're headed for it, brother. Let me tell you, I passed right by on the on the Iron Curtain line here recently till they pulled the curtains down that little old train and a big old Russian guard standing there with a gun on me like that while we passed by. Let us not look out of a hundred miles of man-made tunnel. I went with to a little Finnish officer, he, he said, Isn't that awful? He just speak English. I said, What is it? He said, You Americans will learn pretty soon. Underground jet planes planes go out under the ground like that. Under there with atomic bombs and everything just ready can fly the whole world around just a little bit with atomic bombs and they can send these saucers out across the nation, drop a bomb and twenty minutes time explode the whole earth. If there wasn't afraid of that chain of relay could stop that hydrogen bomb, they'd be doing it right now. Brother, while it's time to repent, get right with God! America, I talked to a fellow there, he said, you need to tell me that God would ever let America be overrun? Yes, sir. Well, I said, in the respect of our forefathers, I said, God never did say to America what he said to the Jews down there, the Israelites, but when they got out harmony with God, God let them go. That's right, and I tell you, brother, when you sow your rank, And here not long ago we had probation, everything tried, and now look what we've done. Now we couldn't walk the straight and narrow path as a hog goes to its wallow and a dog to its vomit, so does the people return back. And look at it today! And we're in for it, and we're going to receive it. And I warn you, in the name of Jesus Christ, get in the kingdom of God now. Right. Don't you fool about it. You press them because there's coming a time when you scream and cry to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It'll be shut off from you. Rob, I believe the meeting is at hand right now. that's going to bring the gospel back to the Jews again in Palestine, and then the Gentiles is finished. Amen. When the Jews receive the Holy Ghost again in Palestine, you Gentiles are finished. Amen. You'll scream, cry, do what you want to, but mercy has returned to Israel again. That's right. The Gentiles, they'll trot down the walls until the Gentile dispensation to be finished, and then it's over for you. So you get right now with God. Be sure that you're right. And don't pay attention to this little weak dishwater stuff. You get into the strong powers of the Holy Spirit that's changed your innermost being and made you what you wasn't yourself. Now, how the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can do that. Moses gave the command then for him to stay under there, and here comes... The midnight hour, I can hear the unrest, and the little boy I can see him up to his daddy and say, Daddy, Daddy. Or, what is that great noise? What is that, un-? the people all seem to be stirring. You say, Son, God is going to send judgment up on this nation. Oh, Daddy, are we all going to be killed? No. God has promised us if we were under the blood that we would not die. That's the promise today. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Under the blood. Now, I want you to notice. Then the little boy, I imagine it's getting a little later, he said, Daddy, are you, Is the elder son's going to be taken, you know. Daddy, are you sure that the blood's on the post? You know, I think it's time for us Christian homes to check up on that, don't you think so? Go out and look at the door and say, Yes, son? Yep, it's all there. Well, Daddy, can I arrest at ease? Yep. Yep. God told us as long as there was blood, we was all right. So there's nothing to worry about. Directly I hear something starting a great roar. The little boy goes to the window Look, looks. He says, Oh, Daddy, look coming down here. And coming across the nation, there's two big black wings a-moving. I can see it move down over a house. No blood. Goes in directly screaming and crying and running into the streets. The sun is dead. Now, out in the streets, they go to screaming and crying all over. Directly, these big black wings comes to another house. I can see her sweep down when it leaves the house. Death, what it was. Screaming and crying in the house. All right, death in the house. But then I can see it moving towards their house, our party. And we notice he said, Daddy, here it comes. Don't worry, son. Don't have one worry. Because the blood there's what he required. That's what God required. And God requires the Holy Ghost and power and blood today. You got that? Okay, that's all necessary. That big black wings begin to come. I see little girls say, "Daddy, here it comes, here it comes." I hear the aged old father say, "Just don't worry, son. Hallelujah, everything's all right now. <laughs> yes, sir, it's all right. Daddy, are you worried? Certainly not, son. I believe God. Yes, sir." I believe God. Those big black wings sweep right down. He said, Oh Daddy, look at him He's Going up. Sure. <laughs> Amen. Here's the sweep towards that house to take death. To take death. Then the first thing you know, up over the house they go. But I see the blood I'll pass, I'll pass over you. After the death angels on today, let me tell you something. It's sweeping the land this day. These churches and things that's having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, you find out they're going out. It's not a natural death. It's a spiritual death. A natural death, not very bad, but a spiritual death being separated, called from God. Send away the day of grace. Went over and looked down at a bunch of holy rollers. Don't pay any attention to that. Devils in the pulpit, as sure as the world. Finally. Brother, a man's got to be born of the Spirit of God, regenerated, washed in the blood of the Lamb, with a baptism of the Holy Spirit is God's divine witness in your soul. That's true. Yes, sir. So don't worry, son. Everything's all right. The death angel turned away. The droughts may come. The hard times may come. You may be persecuted, made fun of, and everything. But eternal life stays right there, just the same. Hallelujah. Let the neighbors say what they want to, let the minister say what he wants to, let the doctor say what he wants to. That don't take away eternal life! The to gift of to God that was given by the Holy Spirit. It can't go away if the Holy Spirit is left living in the individual. Ah, on their journey, I find out just as soon as they got to the Red Sea, then God opened up the Red Sea and led them across. And when they did, you talk about an old-fashioned meeting. Moses turned back around and stretched his hand out like that and the Red Sea closed in on the Egyptians because God said he would do it. And those Egyptians that had tormented them and beat them and beat their back and made it bleed and everything, kicked them around and bruised them around, was laying in the Dead Sea, gone forever. Hallelujah. I think that any man or woman that challenges the Spirit of God, that's got an old dirty habit of something or other, or walking around in these old... Hell dies and drinking and smoking and gambling around your name on a church book. Shame on you. Come up to the red blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Pass through that. as a type of life. Now I tell you all them old taskmasters that made you do things you didn't want to do. Make you lie and take things and cheat and steal and do everything you ought to do. Drink and carry on and go to places you shouldn't go, you pass through the blood of Jesus Christ, and you'll see every one of them dead back there, floating in the blood. Amen! It'll separate you. Yes, it will. Notice, I can see Moses, as soon as he sees that, he began to shout, raised up his hands, and began to sing in the Spirit. And Miriam, the prophetess, got so happy. She grabbed a tambourine and went on the bank beating a tambourine and dancing.
2: Hey,
3: it's the same thing? <laughs> on the bank she went beating this tambourine or dancing and a singing in the spirit. Well, and all the daughters of Israel followed her dancing and shouting. If that ain't an old fashioned meeting, I ever told it. Yes, sir. Why? All the old old torments and things that had bothered them was dead in the blood. Gone. Glory. Yes, sir, they had a real old time meeting. God promised he'd supply every need they had need They had left everything they had. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that. Shell out lock, stock, and barrel. That's right. Let all go burn the bridge behind you. Yes, sir, they take mama, papa, takes the wife, child, whatever it is, shut out! Let's get going. First thing you know when they crossed over the Red Sea and all those things gone. God said, I'll supply you need. They hadn't done eat that little bunch of bread they had on top of their head. Now what is it going to do? Left alone. Separated on the other side. That's what God wants you to do. God, when he called Abraham was separated him from his people and walked him in a strange country. Is that right? Well, the people speaking a strange language. Amen. Program to separate the people that's right put them out to themselves, alone along with him so they can walk alone yes sir I can hear Moses say now the children are out and say what are we going to do for bread now we ain't got any bread God will take care of that <laughs> as long as you come out step out on the promise God will take care of the rest of it well how are we going to eat God will take care of that well, we're just a little bit hungry. You need a little fasting. Laid down that night and went to sleep. When he got up the next morning, there was manna all over the ground. Bread laying everywhere. That's the way God does it, isn't it? So they went out and picked it up and they tasted it. They said, My, you know what that, that tastes like? Tastes like honey. <laughs> oh, my. That bread never ceased to fall as long as they was in the journey. Every night there was a new supply. You could just gather enough there to last one day. The next day you had to gather new. What a type of the Holy Ghost. In our journey, them in the natural, when we come out and separate from the world, God supplies our good times. He supplies our bread. He supplies everything that we have need of. Amen. He told them in the natural he would do it. He'll do it for us in the spiritual. And it walked around that. Remember, they couldn't keep the bread over now. If they kept it over, it got wiggle tails in it, you know. Contaminated. That's what's the matter with Pentecost today. You're trying to got wiggle tails in the experience. Trying to do something they had a long time ago. What we need today is an old time Holy Ghost shaking in a new mouthful of manner. All right?
2: Got contaminated.
3: Your experience, you're getting old. Something you had 20 years ago, why are you not now? What does it mean now? I'm not yelling at you, but I feel good. Look! That's right. you got to get a new baptism every day. Every day. Every day. Just keep going. No end limit to it. You try to say, well, now, a month ago, I had a wonderful experience. That, yeah, that testimony don't work. What about it now? Right now. A new one right now. God reigned it every night. And I want you to know of it in there now, God told Moses to have Aaron to go out and gather up some of it now he said this is going to last come to your journey till you get into the millennium over yonder just exactly a type of the Holy Ghost now when the Holy Ghost come on the day of Pentecost they had to wait ten days that's right for it to come but never had to wait from then on when the heart was ready the Holy Ghost was there that's right and how long was it to be alright we'll find out now Moses said to Aaron, you go out and get several big omers full of this, and you bring it in and put it behind the holiest of holies. Now it won't spoil back there. And then all down through the generations, and every time that a man, when he was in the priesthood, and he had a right when he come into the priesthood to come in behind by the holiest place and get a mouth full of that manna. Get you taste it? Now what is this? This is just like our fathers received when they started a journey. Oh, mm-hmm. That's good. Tasted. Every priest coming in could get, go back here in these omers and get a handful of it and give him a big mouthful. He should, oh, how good it was. What a privileged character he was to eat of some of the original manna. Well, that's exactly the type of the Holy Ghost. When the church started its journey 2,000 years ago on our journey to the millennium, hallelujah, God promised He'd supply our needs. And the first time when they come over and receive the Holy Ghost, the power of God began to fall upon them. They lost all their bashfulness, all their shamefulness. they run out into the streets and begin to dance in the Spirit and carry on. Is that right? Every one of them, the women, men, all, act like a bunch of maniacs.
2: Hallelujah!
3: Tell me that's not the Scripture? It sure is. God's Word. And they got out there and staggered like a drunk man. Just see a drunk man keep up inside, hello oh, buddy, well, everything's alright. Sure, that's all right. Sure. Well, that's the way a man is when he's drunk on the spirit. Hallelujah. God, what God says is truth to him. You don't care how far away it looks, it's the truth to him. Yes, sir. Then on the day of Pentecost, when he's all staggering around, the man who was falling down out of heaven, our man. Is. All right, they said, How long? for you and for your children and to them as far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call shall have a glory to God Rather, every man or woman that comes into this divine Holy Ghost priesthood has a right to get a genuine heart full of the original baptism of the Holy Ghost
2: the same signs the
3: same power same demonstration same feeling same It looks like it. The original. Lord said, I'm going to store up a whole lot of this because there's going to be many generations. So every time one comes in, I'm going to give him a great big heart full of it. <laughs> Amen. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. <laughs> yes, sir. Look at Peter just lost all his dignity and everything. He jumped up on a soapbox and began to preach. <laughs> My soapbox preacher. <laughs> yes, sir. What was it? He had the Holy Ghost. He was eaten of that godly manner. Is that right? And today we have the same thing. We're in the journey, and the spiritual, like they was journey in the natural. And as it fell for them, every time they wanted it, it fell, it falls for us the same way. God's got a whole big heaven full of it. That's right. It's for you and your children, them at Owensboro, Kentucky, and as many as the Lord shall call, God, God shall call. It's for every one of them. Many it. God's got it for you. Here they are on their journey. I want you to see another thing. He said it tastes like honey. Is that right? Honey. <laughs> the poet said it. I believe David said it tastes like honey in the rock. You ever hear him say taste and see the Lord is good? It tastes like honey in the rock. Did you ever taste it? Oh, I've seen old baptized Holy Ghost saints just sitting so paralyzed with the power of God they couldn't move to go. Mm. Just God blessing their soul so they couldn't do nothing else.
2: <laughs> Licking at their lips! Amen.
3: Tastes like hunting the rock. You think that's silly, but that's a God's truth out of his Bible. Right? Tastes like hunting the rock. David being a shepherd, he had an experience. You know the old shepherds, they used to carry a script bag on their side. And every time they'd carry in there, they was hurting their sheep, and one of their sheep would get sick They'd have some honey in that script bag. So they take this honey and they go out to a great big limestone rock. And they take this honey and they smear it all over the limestone rock and then call the six sheep up. And that six sheep would smell that honey, he'd go licking the honey, and what he'd done, it wasn't the honey that was helping him so much. He liked the honey, but while licking the honey, he was licking the lime off of this rock and it healed the six sheep. Now, look, I got a whole script bag full of it, and I'm going to put it on Christ Jesus, and you sick sheep start licking right now. And you'll find out that you'll get well as sure as the world. Right?
2: Hallelujah!
3: Right, you'll get. Yes, sir, I ain't going to put it on the Methodist church. I ain't going to put it on the Baptist church. I ain't going to put it on the Pentecostal church. I'm putting it on what's wrong Jesus Christ. Don't say I'm a Baptist. You're licking on the Baptist church. Don't say on Pentecost, you're licking on that church, but licking on Christ. He is the rock of ages. That's where the honey belongs, on Christ. Amen.
0: As you get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the rock, the revelation in our lives, in each Christian life, which reveals the being of Yourself to us and How you said, a little while the world will see me no more, but you shall see me, for I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. So we thank thee to know that you live in us, and you said, in that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and I in you, and you in me. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray, giving our lives over to you, and saying May you have the right of way. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.